Welcome to Transforming the Toddler Years, a core four parenting podcast blending soul and science-based strategies to empower pandemic moms like you raising kindergarten-ready kids. I'm Cara Terrell, your host, a lifetime lover of littles, girl mom, early childhood educator, and conscious parenting coach who truly believes that how we connect and collaborate with our kids in the first five years is how we raise world-ready kids who will change this world. But before we dive in, I would love if you could do me a favor. Could you scroll on down, rate the show after you listen, and leave a review, ask a question, suggest a topic? This will help me know how to better serve you, who to bring in. It will also help friends find us, other moms who need to be hearing what we're talking about together. Welcome back, mamas. I'm Cara Terrell, your host, and I am thrilled that we are still in the middle of our five-part series of executive functioning skills we can practice with our kids every day that will set them up for success in the real world. Today, we are talking about flexible thinking. Skill number three out of the top five that I handpicked as the most important and the easiest to work into our everyday interactions with our kids. Why is flexible thinking so important? Well, think about it. We can tend to be very rigid, have a plan, and when the plan goes south, we often do too, especially as really focused, engaged moms. We tend to be high achievers and set big goals, look at the steps that get us there, and then get really off the rails when it doesn't go that way. Because we're smart and we know these things. But we can't predict the world. We have to be able to flex and think flexible thinking. And so it's a skill that we need our kids to practice from a very young age. Because remember, they're beautiful little brains between the age of birth and five develop and grow to 85% of its full size. Let me say that again. 85% of foundational brain growth happens by five years old. And how does that happen? It's not just size. It's the neural pathways. It's the connections and the paths and the patterns. And the when this happens, then this happens. And the if this doesn't happen then I need to engage my problem-solving skills in order to create a similar outcome. Flexible thinking is the foundation for problem-solving. In teaching, it's called critical thinking. Can your child deal with what's happening right in front of them and come up with a plan to get started on their own? So let's practice it with them. If we create an environment for them where everything is so routine and everything is so predictable that the outcome never changes, they have no opportunity to practice flexible thinking. They have no opportunity to practice problem solving. I'm not saying we create big, chaotic, crisis-filled problems. They will show themselves in your everyday interactions. And it can be as simple as a three-step plan and telling them you don't know what order we're going to do it in. All right, so here's a great example. You have a toddler 
And your toddlers love routine and structure and order, right? They like to feel that safe space where they know inside that box, everything's going to be okay. And that's awesome. We need to create that for them. But you can say to them, well, let me back up, tell you a story. I always tell you a story, right? (laughs) Got a little excited, a little ahead of myself. So my girls are 17 and 19. So I've grown girls and it is a promised land I will share with you another day. But when my 19-year-old was little, little toddler, one, one and a half, two, it was incredibly apparent how rigid her thinking was. And she would fall completely apart if things didn't go according to the order of the plan that she had decided in her head. I couldn't read her mind. It was going to be. Can you relate? You have kids like that? It's hard right? You feel like you're always playing defense. What's going on in there? Am I going to mess it up? And then they fall apart. So here's what I did. I would start to create plans and tell her what they were and then change up the order. Okay, my kid, today we are getting in the car and we're going to the bank, the post office, and the grocery store. We're doing three things when we go out in the world. See how I laid it out for her? She feels safe right now. Whew, there is a plan. It is three things. I know what those three things are. And then once we got in the car, I said, hmm, I don't know what order we'll do them in. We will go to the bank. We will go to the post office. And we will go to the grocery store. But maybe we'll do something first and then change our minds and do the other one a different time. Now she's kind of squirmy, but I'm in this with her. I'm giving her the information and we would go about doing what we needed to do. And every step of the way, it was like living in an episode of Dora. Okay. I don't know if Dora the Explorer is still uh, as influential as she was 19 years ago, (laughs) but I had to revisit that plan. Oh, we went to the bank. We did it. I had thought I'd go to the post office next, but actually let's go to the grocery store instead. Teaching flexible thinking inside a safe container where I was holding her up and she knew it would be okay. That is a toddler example. I can definitely address your infants and your preschoolers examples. If you need that, please reach out. I would also really like to share with you that as an adult, my amazing kiddo is a very flexible thinker. She still likes to have a plan. That is who she is. Remember, we talked about this early episodes, that nature, who you are, that grounds her. By the way, we talked about that with me too. Remember that episode where I talked about going up to Maine and being told I couldn't plan the trip? We were going to go fly by the seat of our pants. Who we are matters. She still likes to have a good plan. But when it doesn't go to plan, my 19-year-old can stop, not panic, think critically, see it for what it is, and make a new one. And that is the goal. Flexible thinking. Look for opportunities. Now, maybe you have a flexible thing. Maybe one of your kiddos' natural gifts and attributes in the world is that they flow. Wherever the wind blows, that kid glows. 
Wherever the wind blows, that kid goes. Awesome. Right now, maybe that's not a skill that needs you to be supporting it with opportunities to learn. But I'll tell you, be prepared. It can change. As they go through different ages and stages and develop and learning leaps, you might find all of a sudden they do need you to support that. So constantly observing where they are, what's coming easily to them, and what they need support with is your job. And then if you need support supporting them, that's my job. (laughs) As always, I want to invite you to join us in the virtual village, a safe online community just for you, conscious moms like you. Everybody in there is doing the same work. And so we support each other and hold each other up. The link is in the show notes. And I look very much forward to being back here again with you, same time, same day next week. And we will be talking about your child's sense of self, how to support a healthy sense of identity from the day they get here. Do you enjoy the mind, body, spirit connection of this podcast as we collaborate with our kids and grow really good people? then I think you will love my good friend, Jessica Gershman's podcast too, the Mommy Zen-ish podcast, and I will let her introduce herself. Then go ahead, have a listen, and really soak up all the goodness she has to share. A place where moms can slow down, be authentic, and take me time without the guilt. I'm your host, Jessica Gershman, and welcome to the Zen-ish Mommy podcast. As a mom of four, Zen is often the last place I ended up until I made a change. Join me here as we have conversations with experts in the field of health, sex, parenting, marriage, friendship, healing, and everything in between. Don't miss out on our weekly mindfulness tips so that you can learn to bring a little Zen in your life.